today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Well, you know the story. U.S. President Donald Trump's eldest son, Donald Jr., released an email chain on Tuesday that shows that he was discussing plans to hear damaging information on Hillary Clinton as uh, part of Russia and its government support for Mr. Trump, quote, unquote, and on and on it goes. And there have been about four or five variations on this, not unusual from the White House, some denials, and then finally some uh, wordsmithing, shall we say. What's happening and what are the implications? Laura Babcock, president of Power Group, joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about this. Hey, Laura, how are you doing today? I'm well, thank you, Bill. Just when you think things couldn't get more bizarre uh, comes this uh, revelation. First and foremost, let me ask you about the chronology here. Are you surprised that the, the Trump Jr. even released these emails? I understand that he had knowledge that the New York Times was about to publish them, but the, 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 the modus operandi of the White House seems to be deny, deny. They didn't do that this time. No, they didn't, and just came out this morning in the New York Times is that when they were flying back from the G20 on Air Force One, all the president's men, if you will, and women were apparently drafting that initial statement, that one that has been proven to be false, that Donald Trump Jr. released on Saturday. And apparently the New York Times is reporting that the president signed off on that initial statement, you know, the one that said he didn't know what the meeting was about and it turned out being about adoption. Adoption, of course, with the Russians is just code for them discussing sanctions against Russia. But there were a number of things in that initial statement that have proven now to be untrue in subsequent statements. Uh, but the fact that there is somebody on Air Force One who was a witness to this, I mean, that is pretty shocking. And when you look at the actual statement, I mean, Donald Trump Jr. had to release it because the New York Times, those emails, because the New York Times was literally breathing down his neck. I mean, they are indomitable. They are not going to stop. And now they've got something that is the closest thing to the smoking gun in modern times, maybe as you can get, you know, short of a video recording which people would even say were doctored, we have in black and white a chain of emails. And it wasn't just an email that clearly in the subject matter said, you know, Hillary Clinton and Russia, uh, but it was the fact that you had Donald Trump saying, yeah, I love it, let's hear it, and he forwarded it on to Manafort and to Jared Kushner. And so the initial denials, though, that Kushner and Manafort knew anything about it are obviously not true. And the fact that you've got Kushner still working in the White House with security clearance, I mean, he is in real jeopardy. So this is uh, this is a big deal. As as, as Chris Matthews said on Hardball Ball last night, this is not, you know, um, in, a, in a silly world of Boris and Natasha anymore. This is this is serious stuff. Are you surprised by by how this happened and, and, and the implications on this? I mean, here's here's Trump Jr. obviously faced with the revelation that the New York Times has, has got the goods on him, but he basically threw Manafort and, and Kushner under the or, or, under the bus with him. Well, this is the thing, I, you know. This is, I think, the pressure you see when there's a criminal investigation that is squeezing around the sides, uh, all of the concentric circles of of underlings and, and people who might be complicit or people who might be adjacent to a conspiracy or at least to some, you know, seedy activities, these people are going to be routed out. They're going to be squeezed. And a lot of them probably don't want to end up um, being under a major historic FBI investigation. You even had yesterday, I believe it was a member of the Senate uh, Intel Committee, he was a Democrat, but he said, you know, this could be tantamount to treason. So nobody wants to be associated even tangentially with the T word. I mean, this is this is now at a whole different level because of that email chain, because it said so clearly that the 
the intent of the meeting was to have someone working for the Kremlin provide opposition research or intel on a U.S. candidate in a U.S. election. And so to even take that meeting uh, is, is, you know, a, a pretty high high offense in the United States. At the very least, it's seen as being terribly unpatriotic. Whether it rises to the level of treason or not, it'll be remain to be seen. But you have to realize that Mueller has, if you remember Watergate Bill, of course, the famous line in the movie was, follow the money mm. from Deep Throat. If you look at who Mueller has hired, he's hired a bunch of top-notch prosecutors who work in white-collar financial crimes. So he is obviously following the money here. And um, as the story, you know, hour by hour explodes, it reminds me again of Watergate when the lawyer who testified against Against Nixon, he said, you know, he said to the president, there's a cancer in this White House and it's only growing. Uh, and I, I'm wondering if Trump now realizes that this Russia thing is not just some media witch hunt. It's a cancer in his own White House and it's growing. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.